Okay, so today's daf is Yud Chet in, uh, in Shkalim. We are at the bottom of Yud Zayin Amud Bet, four lines from the bottom, with the two dots, Tanei. Um, and we're continuing this discussion of the way that the, uh, the way that the Menorah and the, and the, uh, and the Shulchan was set up in the Bet HaMikdash, and specifically during the times of Shlomo Melech, where he had ten of each. He didn't just have the, uh, he didn't just have the, the uh, one of Moshe Rabbeinu, but he had ten more that he made to sort of enhance the uh, decoration of the uh, of the Kodesh. So Tanei Mizrach Omarav Hayunetunim Divrei Rabbi Rabbi says they were placed east to west. Now remember always that the Beit Hamikdash was situated from east to west, opposite of our Batei Knesset. In other words, the Kodesh Hakodeshim was west, and the entrance was east. And so, therefore, the shulchan. So, the north is to your right, and the and the uh, south is is to your left when you're facing the kodesh kodeshim. So, um, yeah, it's hard to vision it because now we're because we're so used to there. orienting in east, yeah, everything east, right? But it's actually oriented west. That's why I mentioned, yeah. Oh, that was the other way. Yeah, yeah. It depends on where you are relative to Israel, right? So here, so so we have this idea in our mind here, east all the time. So, but the question is, how do you put these minorot and these shulchanot? If there are eleven of them, do you put it, or even really the uh, the question really pertains also to the even if you had just one shulchan or minorot, do you place it um, east west? In other words, is it along the north wall, along the south wall? Or is it perpendicular to the north and south walls? In other words, is it this way, uh, where it would be, uh, where it would be flush with the western wall of the Kodesh, or is it along the sides? It's so the question, right, right, really north and south walls, right? So, the, so he says, or Rabbi says that it's actually along the north and along the south wall, right? means that they're from east to west, meaning one end is pointing west, one point, end is pointing east, meaning the length of it is along the north wall uh, of the Shulchan. Now, what would happen, I mean, the Shulchan is uh, along the north wall. Now, what would that mean? That would mean that the other Shulchanot also are, are facing that way, that are to the right and to the left of it, and that will mean that everything is on the north side in terms of Shulchanot, and that would mean that everything is on the south side in terms of Minorot, because everything is along the south wall, right? However, if you do the other way, and that's Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda says, oh, uh, I'm sorry, not, uh, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi, that's Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Shimon, Omer, Tafon, Vidaroma, No, they were placed north to south. In other words, they were placed across. So if that's true, so for one Shulchan and one Minorot, it's no problem. Because you just have it from, you have one end is facing south, one end is facing north, but meaning it's going along the western wall. There's no problem for one, but if you have multiple ones, so what are you going to do? Because you're going to end up, how are you going to fit uh, so many different ones that way? Right? So, it's, so exactly, so it says, so because it said they were to the right and to the left of it. So what, how are you going to do it? So it says, so the, the thing is like this, so the one that says it goes from east to west, it fits well. Because Kulan in the Shavuot, because we said before that they would occasionally use all of them. They didn't only use Moshe Rabbeinu. They used all of them occasionally from time to time because they were all in the right position. They were all to the north side of the Kodesh, which is what they needed to be. But 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 Amanda Amar Tzafon Vidarom. But if you say that they go across, so what's going to happen is that some of these Minorot and some of these Shulchanot are going to have to spill over into the other side because how are you going to fit them if they're to the right and to the left of the main one? So then some are going to be spilling over into the, uh, into the opposite side because if you have the Shulchan, it's supposed to be on the north side, but there's a bunch of Shulchanot to the left of it and a bunch to the right. So some of those ones to the left are going to have to push over to the, uh, to the, to the, to the, to the south side of the Kodesh. 
and if you have a bunch of minorot and some are to the right of it, so you're, they're going to push over to the north side of the Kodesh. It's not going to all be in the right place. And that means that you can't use the ones that cross over the middle line. You can't use those because it has to be uh, it has to be south for Menorah and north for Shulchan. And basically, Gemara basically leaves it that way because the point is that that is the, the whole thing. In other words, in the previous discussion, there was a machloket. Did they use only the one of Moshe Rabbeinu and the other ones are just for decoration? Or they used, the, they used all of them, meaning they had a rotation. They would use one one day, one another day, whatever. If you hold like Rebbe, that they were all, all of the Shulchanot were, on the, were really on the north side because they went along the length of the Kodesh. And all of the Minorot were on the south side because they went along the length of the Kodesh. So then you could use all of them. But if you hold like the other way, Rabbi Elizabeth Shimon, that they actually crossed over. Some of them crossed over to the other side because you're going to have five Shulchanot that you have to squeeze in to the left of the Shulchan and you're going to have five Minorot that you have to squeeze into the right of the Minorot. So then they're going to cross over to the other side and you're going to end up with uh, some of them not being usable. So it's, it's basically just saying that this Machloket matches the previous Machloket. Now, the word Veha is taken out by uh, the, the, uh, many of the Mepharshim. So Tanei, HaShulchan HaYanu Toru Chatsi Abay V'Lifnim Mashuch Malakot El Shtei so it says that basically, if you look at the way that the remember that the Bet Hamikdash was um, had a part that was outside, which is called the Azara, that's called the uh, courtyard, and then it had a part which was inside, which is called the really is more properly called the Mishkan, or more properly called the uh, Hechal, or whatever they want to call it. Um, that contains the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodeshim. Kodesh being the first area, which is. 40, uh, when you walk in, is 40 amot into it. And then there's another 20 amot, which is a Kodesh HaKodeshim, that you don't really go into, right? Now, inside this, uh, the, uh, in the Kodesh, so you have the Shulchan and the Menorah to the right and to the left, yeah, and you have, you have a, uh, also, it's 40 by 20, basically. It's 20 amot wide, it's 40 amot long. And so inside there, you're going to have the Shulchan and the Menorah are in the front of the room, okay? The Shulchan would be to your, uh, to your uh, right, and the Menorah would be to your left because you're facing west. Now, the, uh, what happens is that they would put the, the, the shulchan is uh, two and a half amot away from the wall, in, indented, and they would take the menorah and it's, two, it's also two and a half amot away from the far wall, from the southern wall, indented. And uh, this is talking about just the main one, okay, without even going into how it's positioned. If it's positioned perpendicular or parallel, it doesn't even matter. The point is that it wasn't up against the wall. It was a little bit far from the wall. And um, the golden altar, which was for the Ketorot, was in the middle. And that was also used every day because every single day they brought the Ketorot, as we know, in the morning and the evening. Um, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and what would happen is, and it says, Now, the, the grab takes this part out. The Vilnagon takes part of this out. Um, but, uh, oh no, he takes the, yeah, I think he takes part of this language out. But the point is that, The point is that it was in the middle, the golden altar was in the middle, but it was sort of like right at the middle half of the, In other words, it was right at the middle half. So since that Kodesh was 40 amot in, Right, it was 40 amot long, so it was around the 20 amot line, right, that, 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 and right in the middle is where it's a little bit pulled over towards the, uh, towards the entrance, in other words, um, which is, and if you consider the entire thing as 60 amot, so then everything was within, uh, everything was within, uh, the first, 
the the two thirds of the uh, in other in other words the first third was uh, was empty and then this, and everything that you have in the kodesh is from the the second third and in if you're ca- counting the kodesh kodeshim they have sixty emot so the first twenty emot are basically empty and then you uh, and then you have a uh, you have the 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 uh, mizbeach first and then you would have the shulchan and the menorah ahead of that now. Um, the uh, then it says Esar Menorot Asa Shlomo Shlomo made ten additional Menorot Shenema Vayasatam Menorah Et Menorot Asahav Esar Kemishpato Vayitem Echal Hashem Beichal Right uh, and and he put it in the Hechal and again it's um, so these are the Menorot that he made Chamesh Miyamin Chamesh Mismol It's not Hashem It's Hashem Chamesh Miyamin Chamesh Mismol Five on the right and five on the left Right In Temar Chamesh Matzafon Chamesh Matarom it can't be that it means that he put five of the minerals on the north side because it has to be on the south side. It says in the Torah that the uh, that the menorah has to be facing the shulchan, but on the south side. So it doesn't mean on the right and left side of the hechal. In other words, not on the right and left side of the kodesh. They were minerot because that would mix everything up. That would be five on your right minerot, five on your left. No, it means five to the right and to the left of the menorah of Moshe. Even so, they only lit the one of Moshe. Because it says, the, men, the menorah of gold. They would light each evening. In other words, that's only the one of Moshe that they would use. And again, this kind of mirrors what we said before, that since you're putting some on the right and some on the left of the menorah, it's going to spill over to the north side. It's not all going to be on the south side. You wouldn't be able to use all of them anyway. Rabbi Yosab, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Al-Kulana Yom Aviyon. No, he would use all of them. Now, obviously not at the same time, but he would have a rotation. Shneemar ve'et ha-minorot ve'notehem, in the plural, the minorot and their candles, the va'aram, kamishpat, to burn them, okay, according to the law. In other words, that means that they would use all of them so that's what, and then it says in front of the uh, uh, the kodesh, which was uh, which was pure gold. So the the point is that they would have um, uh, they would have uh, these minorot. All of them would be used in rotation. And again, that's going to follow the view that these minorot were all on the south side, the way they were lined up, and 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 the shulchanot were all on the north side, and none of them crossed over. But the way that they were organized, okay. And then it sa- when it speaks about the gold, it says. Um, uh, that all of these different implements that went with the minorot, the, the flowering, meaning the decoration, because in the previous pasuk it said that they were made of pure gold, right? Then it said the, the, the flower and the candles, even the tools that they used to work with the minorot, everything was, um, was gold. What? It's like a, pl- not a pliers, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, yeah, but how do you call it in English? Plier, I know. It's, a, it's not really a plier, but yeah, like a... Huh? You know what I'm talking about, that you pick things up with, but I, I can't remember what it's called. But it's not, it's not. Tweezer? Yeah, yeah. Like a tweezer, like a tweezer, yeah, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, but um, it'll come back to me. But Michlodzav, so the point is that it was... Michlodzav seems to mean pshat is that it was completely gold, okay? But uh, they interpret it as... Hen um, kilu... That it, that it actually used up the Zehavo uh, Shel Moshe, it says here, but the Grat changes all of these to Shel uh, Shlomo. That this meaning, Michlotzav doesn't just mean, it comes from the word Vaychulu, like uh, finished. That they, all of the gold was finished from all the gold that he used in making these implements for the menorah. 
I'm not talking about Moshe's gold, but talking about Shlomo's gold. Tanei Rav Yehuda b'shem b'shem Asi Hayah Shlomo Notel Elef Kigrezav Machisan Dekor Motzian Ajum Amidan Al Echad. He would take a thousand talents of gold, a huge amount. Okay, and he would put them into the furnace and wait until they became one. The Kayim Ashnevar Kikaus Avasa because it says he had to make the. Um, the menorah out of one talent of gold, but he wanted it to be the purest of gold. So he would take a huge amount and refine it and refine it and refine it down until it became the purest possible gold, one one thousandth of the original. Okay? So 0.1% of the original. Tanya, again, they say that it should be that it was an extra dinar of gold in its, in its measurement. And even though they put it into the furnace 80 times, it would not melt anything away because it was such pure gold um, that it would, uh, that it wouldn't, it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't melt melt down. Now it says on the, um, it's the grass says on the side that, uh, that it did work, I guess, that eventually it it would, they were able to, right? But anyway, Meaning that it, the reason is because until it became totally pure, um, you know, once it became totally pure, there was nothing else to refine out of it. So since he did such an intense refining job, so once he made the menorah, there was nothing else to refine out of it. It was the purest of the pure. There was nothing else to take out. And that's why he could, it couldn't be further uh, broken down. Forceps, yeah, maybe that's a good term. But yeah, I mean, that's usually used in surgical terms. Oh. It's a surgical term, oh. but... What? Uh, uh, it, tongue tongues, right. That's the word. Yeah, tongues. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, like a barbecue tongues. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, now the Mishnah says, There were 13, um, basically, boxes that like, looked like tzedakah boxes, basically, but they weren't really tzedakah because people were paying for, for services, but thir- there were 13 of these containers, okay? One said, Old shkalim, Kinin, um, uh, one said uh, kinin, which is uh, the bird uh, korbanot, because leola etzim levona zahav lekaporet. So these were all the di- different uh, containers that they had. The first seven of them. Okay, so you have nushkalim, old shkalim, kinim. Um, you have uh, you have vigozle uh, ola. Is that one thing or two things? Let's see. One. Two. It's two. It's one thing, right? Yeah. Right. So the burnt offering of it, it's the other kind of bird, because you have bene, you have torim and uh, beneyona, and then you have etzim wood wood offerings. Levona is the frankincense and zavla kaporet, and you have the uh, gold that would be added because they would uh, you know occasionally uh, have to add gold to the uh, to the covering of the uh, of the aron shishalin dava. Six were for nidava, uh, just for regular, um, the extra uh, burnt offerings that would be brought, the extra, extra olot that would be brought when there was nothing else to put on the mizbeach. They would add the, uh, they would add that. Um, now, the, the zavla kaporet doesn't literally mean that it went only to the aron. It means any kind of, obviously, all the vessels that they had in the Bet HaMikdash that were made from gold. But it was just a way to say, you know, 
This is a gold for implements of the Beit Hamikdash that needed to have you know their gold updated, replenished uh, from time to time. Now, taklin chadetin Now, taklin chadetin. The new shkalim is referring to the shkalim that they would that they were from this year. In other words, a person's coming to give their shekel of this year, they put it in that box. Vatikin. Somebody who has back taxes, they owe from the previous year. They didn't make it to the Beit Hamikdash. They didn't contribute. So uh, uh, so the person who comes the next year, he'll deposit in that uh, box because they still would use the money, just not for the current like uh, services. The yeah, year. exactly. For IRS of the previous year, they have to pay, but it couldn't go towards the current avodah because the current uh, expenses of the avodah that were was you know happening at that time had to be brought from the new shkalim. So the old shkalim went to other purposes, as we learned before, and um, and uh, so that's the shabbat kinin hen torit. So that's the Torin, because you have two kinds. You have the um, you have the turtle doves and the pigeons, right? The Torin is one kind of bird. Right? Kulan olot says all of these were only olot. All of these uh, bird korbanot were only olot. They didn't put any chataot in there. kinin No, when it, the the thing that's marked kinin, you put. Um, 50% of that goes to Chataot and 50% goes to Ola because a person would come that had to bring a pair of birds, a Chatat Ola, he would put the money in there and they would split it. Okay, one for Chataot, one for Ola, Gozle Ola, Kulan Ola, but the one that said Ola is for people who only have to bring an Ola, so they would put the money in that one. That would go only for uh, for Olot. Now we're going to see why they have a machloket about that soon, but Haomer Aurealai Etzim, if a person says he's going to bring Etzim, I'm going to bring Wadloif Chabish and he has to bring at least two pieces of wood. Okay, Levona. If he says I'm going to bring Levona, 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 Right, so it has to be two. Comets has to be a handful of frankincense. Okay, zahav lo yivchot midinar zahav. If a person says I'm going to bring gold, it has to be at least a dinar of gold. Shishal and dava. What is the nedava here? Nedava ma'ayosin ba lokchim ba olot. They would take. They would buy korbanot to keep the mizbeach busy. Basically, korban olah. Right. So what would happen? A basar l'shem. The the flesh of the olah goes to Hashem. Va'orot the koanim and the skins go to the koanim. Zemidrash darash Yehoyada koin gadol. This is how Yehoyada the koin gadol from the times of the king Yoash. Uh, interpreted. It says, Ashamu, Ashom, Asham Lashem. There's no Vav actually in the Pasuk, in the, in the Torah when it's written there, but they put it there, I guess, to help us read it, but it's really, there's no, there's no Vav. But the point is that the Pasuk talks about an Asham, and it says, Ashamu, it is an Asham, Ashom, Asham Lashem. Now, what does it mean? It, so, Zeklal, Koshu, Bami, Mishum, Chatad, Mishum, Ashma, Yelakachwen, Olot. Right, so meaning that any leftover money from a chatat or leftover money from an asham, they should buy olot with it. Habasar l'ashem, but the koanim, the meat goes to Hashem, the and the skin goes to the koanim. Nimtush nektuin kayamit, asham l'ashem, v'asham l'kohen. Because since normally, what is an asham supposed to be? An asham is normally supposed to go to the it goes to the kohen to eat the meat, and the and the chatat goes to the kohen to eat the meat. So the leftover money, if you're going to say it's like an asham, so it should be that it goes to the kohen. But here we're saying the flesh goes to Hashem, but it says. So, so what do we do with that? So we have it. We bring an olah because the olah, the flesh goes to Hashem because it says Ashom Asham Lashem. But it says Ashamhu. It's an Asham, meaning it should be a regular Asham, meaning to say that the that something from it goes to the Kohanim, which in this case would be the skins of the animal go to the uh, to the Kohanim. Like Asham Lashem. So therefore, the recipient is Hashem as opposed to Kohanim. Right. Asham Chataot Lo Yivab Hashem Lo Kohanim Yu. And that's from, that's, that pasuk is actually from Sefer Mlachim, where it's, and that we read it on, uh, when we read Parashat Shkalim, right, the Haftarah, I believe. 
Kesav Asham v'Kesav Chataot, that the money for uh, for uh, the uh, Asham leftover Asham leftover Chataot is not brought into the house of Hashem. Lekoanim, it goes to the Koanim, meaning that something has to be brought to the that is that satisfies both directives. It both fulfills uh, Lashem and it also fulfills Lekoanim. So it's Olot are a compromise because the flesh goes to Hashem and the skins go to the Koanim. That's what's done with the leftover money of Asham and Chatat. And, uh, and also these nidava, nidava is the same thing. In other words, these six nidava, um, containers are also, uh, for olot. And we're gonna see why they picked the number six. He said, we know, we shouldn't have such a container that says for kinim. Because what's gonna happen is people are gonna put into it, uh, a mixture of, ash- of, of money for ola and chatat. And what will happen? And what will happen? We know that a chatat, that the owner died, what happens to it? It has to be put to death. And if you have a group of, of, of animals and within them is one that is a chatat, that the owner died, they all have to be left for dead because we don't know which one it is. So what are we going to do in this case? So, uh, so if a person put money in, let's say uh, you have a group of, uh, you have a container that people put for ola and for chatat, and it turns out that one of the people who put the money in there ends up dying, so now all of that money is going to have to be thrown into the yam hamelach because we don't know which money was for the chatat of the person who died. So therefore he said you have to have a, you cannot collect money for chataot in that generic way because it's all always possible that the person will pass away and then their chatat money will, will ruin all the other money. So he didn't want them to put it all together no, in one container. Money is a mix. You can replace it with another money. Not once it's totally for a chatat. It, will be, it's, it has so to be thrown to Yamamela. Money, you cannot... Uh, no, you can't change it. Now... The, we're going to discuss, we discussed before there were only three chests when it comes to Shekalim. For Shekalim, but this is talking about for everything in the Bethlehem. That's not just Shekalim. It's bringing Shekalim into this category also. Right, it's just saying that they had these 13 different donation boxes. Two of them were for Shekalim, the other ones for other things. Yeah, Yeah, in the same spot, yeah. Uh, They had label, they they wrote on it. They wrote on it what it was for. Oh, what do I have to put? It's like a Chinese auction, you know. You, <laughs> you put it. Sometimes yeah. stack a box and just. Yeah, you put in the you put in the different purpose. Yeah. No. Access to public access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was at the Beit Hamikdash. People would come and they'd say, "Oh, I oh oh here's I owed my shekel from this year. I owed my from last year. Here's my Ola. Uh, uh, I want to give. I have extra money. I'll put it into the yeah yeah." Yeah. Okay. So if a woman needs to bring her, uh, she, let's say she gave birth, so she has to bring the, uh, the pair of birds, so she brings it, and she puts the money. She doesn't have to worry that maybe the Kohanim did not do it, right? Meaning that... Uh, um, that, uh, the, and, and, and the grass says to take out the word Kohen. In other words, we don't, there are two things we don't have to worry about. Number one, she does, if she put the money in the container for the thing, she can assume it was done by that day. And so by that night, she's allowed to go and eat her, uh, eat korbanot, and she can assume that her fulfill, she, you know, she fulfilled her obligation because she was what's called mechusar kapara, mechuseret kapara in that case. She didn't have her, the, the yoledet, even if she fulfilled all of her required period of, of waiting and purification she still has to bring korbanot of the uh, olan chatat before she's allowed to partake of uh, korbanot she can assume it since she left the money and there it was done okay but so that's number one that's number one that's because yes that's, that's number one number two she doesn't have to worry that it says and, they, and that's from, talking from the administrative perspective in other words the Beit HaMikdash doesn't have to worry maybe somebody died of the people who put the money in here 
and uh, and therefore we're get we're, you know and therefore all of the money is pasul. So you see, you don't have to worry about that. So why is Rabbi Yehuda worried about that? So he says, In other words, he's not saying you have to wonder. Maybe somebody put their money in here this morning and they died today. That's not what Rabbi Yehuda means. You don't have to assume somebody's going to die on that second. We always say that everyone has a cheskat chayim. They they're they're assumed to be alive. What right? But the problem is. If if you know somebody died, now it's gonna ruin all, it's gonna ruin everything. So what he means is, don't mix the money together for chataot because if somebody dies, not that you have to sit around and wonder maybe somebody died and therefore we can't use the money. Meaning, if you mix it together and then somebody does die and you know they died, so now it's gonna ruin all the money. So don't mix it together just in case. That's what he was saying. So now the question is, why can't we say instead? Breira. Why can't we say the concept of Breira retroactively? We'll clarify, right? Why don't we just take for Zuzim, whatever the amount of money is for a Khatat out of here, say, this was the money for the Khatat, we're throwing it into the sea and the rest will be good. It says we can't do that because Rabbi Yudad doesn't hold of retroactive types of things like that, and therefore he would not allow that. So therefore, what his concern is not, in other words, what it's clarifying here is he's not saying you have to wonder maybe somebody dropped dead. That's not the concern. The concern is if somebody died, so now the money that's left in there, there's no way to, to get out, the, the, you know, to, to know which, were the, which was the money that that person put in, and now all the money is going to be pasul. That's, 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 that's his concern. So since we can't identify the money, I guess if we could identify the money, like the, you know, everyone had to identify their money somehow, then they would be able to identify take it out but so we don't know check with a credit card with something else? I mean, <laughs> they don't have that now have, maybe now but I guess we'll have to work it out then yeah yeah, if, if it were identifiable, it wouldn't be an issue. The issue is that people were just dropping coins and they wanted to be efficient. So they said, okay, just drop it in. We're going to have in mind. We're doing one. That's 50% of the money we're going to... It's like when you give money to uh, to Matanot Lev Yonim in Israel or something like that, you know, where they have in mind, oh, we're giving part of it here, we're giving part of it here. We're giving on behalf of you to people who live in a place where it's the 15th, people that's the 14th with it. They, they try to do... It. They just take the money and they divide it up and they say, okay, half of each person's money is going to this, half of each person's money is going to that, but they're not really thinking thinking about individuals anymore, right? Because they pulled the money together. So in the same way, they're saying, you know, half of it's going to Ola, half of it's going to Khatat, but we don't know which guy's, you know, this guy's money, which one it is. So now all the money is is no good and there's no way to fix it. So, well, yeah, I guess they definitely would have a concern there. Yeah, go says. Now, Rabbi Osaba, Rabbi Bo, and I'm Rabbi Bab, I'm Amal, They asked the following. Amar Harailai, it's, because it said in the Mishnah, it'sim. Right, plural. Then he has to bring two logs. What if he says just uh, one etz mevigizarchat? So he can bring one. I'm Rabbi Lazar, but That's exactly what our Mishnah says because she zekoban pneatzmo. Right, that it says this is a koban in and of itself. Zekoban pneatzmo. Right, because each one is treated. In other words, each log is its own offering because we learned that taman over there shenaim biadam shnegzeretzim because when when the kohanim would go, they would bring uh, two logs. Each kohen would carry one log that they would bring up to the Mizbeach. So obviously, each log is considered a thing in its own right. So a person's allowed to give just one log and it would be considered an offering uh, in and of itself. And then here, I think it takes away... It's going to talk about that soon. Now, he takes out these words of Korban the Rabot Taitzim, so we're going to skip that now. Rabbi Shoban Levi Omer Amar Ovian Ama. So the thickness has to be an Ama. That's with the big Ama, meaning that you keep your hand loose. Okay, because you can measure the Ama of a uh, uh, tfachim, um, with your with six tfachim, right? You measure it either with a loose hand like this or a tight hand like this. 
Okay. Now, now in the you'll say, well, that doesn't make a difference, but it, but we know that you know uh, that you know fractions of tiny amount they add up. You know, so the so if you leave your hand loose, it's going to add up. It's going to be bigger. So it says the thickness with a loose hand. But when you when you measure the length of it, you have to be tight. And we're going to see why you have to have a tighter hand because it's more precise to fit it on there. You need the length to be. Tight, but what? It, but the thickness could be big. Rabbi Choni b'shem Rabbi Ami came in. Tortanei, no, he says, no, no, but it should be even. Tortanei means it should be even. In other words, that it should be um, that just like you're going to make one loose, you make the other one loose. So you don't make one loose and one tight. The reason why you have to make this distinction, he's going back to what what the original statement. He's saying, no, Rabbi Shmuel Levi is right. You have to make this distinction because there wasn't a place the makom where they put the logs. There was exactly one ama each. That's why you had to use the tight ama, the tight uh, measurement for the length, because there was just exactly an ama up there for putting wood. These are, what, these are length or width? length. That's what he said. Width, you make it, you make it wider. You make it loose ama. It has to be ama by ama, but the the width. It's square. It's square. But the but it's a little bit. But it's a little bit larger width than it is length. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what he's saying. It just said one one ama also thickness. Oh, one ama. Yeah, one ama. So the, so one ama is the thickness and one ama is the length. Now in the now it says the and it says ama he said and he I know the crowd takes part of this out. It says ama kakov ama kranot ama maracha that there was one ama of the uh, of the line around the mizbeach and there was one ama of the kranot of the horns of the mizbeach and then one ama for the maracha. Meaning if you have enough space for the coin to walk around, if you look at the top of the mizbeach, you have to take you have to subtract the horns of the mizbeach that come up. They take up an ama, which means that there's two there's an ama taken off of each dimension, all four of the sides, because you have you have kranot on all four sides, and then you have the area where the Kohen walks, and so all you're gonna be left with in the center of the Mizbeh is gonna be an ama by an ama where the actual wood can be placed. So because it's so tight, you have to have really exact measurements. Now Livon Science, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Livonalo if you give a Livonat it has to be a handful, says Azkara. When it talks about placing the Livona uh, on the Mizbeach, so it says the word azkara, the remembrance, okay, the part of the Korban that goes on there, and it says it also with the Lechem, it says with the Lechem Apanim, um, it's talking about the uh, the Lechem Apanim, when you put the Lifona on the Mizbeach, it uses the word azkara to refer to the um, when, to refer to the uh, the levona that goes on there, and when it talks about the um, when it when it talks about menachot uh, in general, it uses the word. Uh, so it says levona that comes with a mincha. It says you put azkarata, you put its its uh, remembrance, and when it talks about the levona that goes with the lechem apanim, it also says azkara. Now, what do we know about the lechem apanim? It had two kumatzin actually, not one, because it says so. If that's the so we learned now that there's only one problem because the truth is that when it comes to lechem apanim there were two because there were the two spoons and each spoon had one kometz on it so that means that there was actually two so maybe that means that you have to have a minimum of two how do you know that you need only a minimum of one maybe you need two if you're going to learn from the lechem apanim maybe you need two so I'm going to be ila klum lamdu kometz ela and the way the gra has here is he doesn't have minchat chotei says mincha malan kometz achaser and he has it should be kasher, actually, according to the way the Gra has in his text, right? So, according to him, that really what it means is that 
um, that we learn it. Where do we learn the comets from? We don't learn it actually from, where do we even learn the idea that you have a handful of livona? We learn it from a regular mincha, that just like a regular, because it never says take a handful of livona. It never says that. It always says take a handful from the mincha. So just like we learn from the mincha that it has to be a handful, so we also learn to the, to the livona that it has to be a handful. And just like he's saying, when it comes to a comets of the mincha, if it's chaser, if there's a little bit that falls out, it's okay. That's according to only one opinion. Not everybody agrees with that because some people say it's if it's less than a comet, saying so too. If the if the livona, if the amount of comets is a little bit less, it's also going to be okay. It's going to be kasher. That's what the, the, that's what the gra has. The gra has that element. He says malalan kimutz chaser kasher. Can kimutz chaser kasher? What should really say? The point is that it, it's one comet, but if it's a tiny bit off, it would be okay. Am Rabbi Yosef Miltad Rabbi Ila Amara that the statement of Rabbi Ila was stated hamit nadev livona meviyah bekumtzo shel kohen. That that's why it says that the amount that the person should bring is the handful of the kohen. In other words, it's since you see that we learn it from the idea of a mincha where it's subjective, because let's say tiny the kohen is on duty that day, and you bring the the mincha. Right, so Tiny's hands are very small, right? Or then a big guy one day is the, the Kohen, is a giant guy, you know? Uh, so the big guy, some Kohanim, they're very tall, they have big hands, so he's going to take much more. So it's subjective, that's the point. It's not exact, it's going to go by the Kohen. And, um, and, and it says, however... Um, even if the hands of the, even if it's according to the hands of the owner. In other words, you don't have, in other words, let's say you show up with your Livona and the Kohen is a big handed guy and you don't have that much, but if it's your hand, that would be enough for them to accept it as the offering because it fits your hand. Okay. That's what Rabbi Chizkiah says. But the point is it's somewhat subjective because Kometz is a handful. So a handful of a big guy, a handful of a small guy, it's not going to be the same. No, it's not an exact number and that's okay. But that's what it's saying. Now, what is it? What happens if the person, Offers to bring gold. So I'm Rabbi Elazar Vahushi is Kirt Suat. That's, he says he has to bring a dinar, a coin. That's only if he mentioned the coin. But, but if he didn't say coin, he brings the small thing, even a little fork, it says. It could be a tiny fork of gold, a tiniest implement of gold. It doesn't have to be a coin if he didn't say the word coin. Yeah, a little thing. Now, Shishalit Ndava. What happened? Why do we have six boxes for the Ndava? Is the question. So Chizkiah said because there were six Bateavot. In other words, we know that there are 24 watches of Kohanim. Each one is divided into six families. So that's why each day of the week a different family was in charge. Now what happens if on Sunday there's less nidavot or let's say they start to, they, they, they don't have many things going on that day. So they're taking from that box a lot more. And then the Monday comes, they said, we don't have anything in that box now because the people uh, on the first day, they took it. So they had six. So that way, for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the different bateavot, the different families are there. So that way they made sure it was evenly distributed. So each day there was enough for the extra korbanot to go on the mezbah that everybody was treated equally. That's the way Chizkiah says. Now, Bar Pidayah says, He says it's to correspond to the six different kinds of animals that would be used for korban ola, which are a bull, a calf, a goat, a ram, Gedi is a Gedi is like a baby goat, and a tle is a baby sheep. So the point is that for each one, you would put, you know, in other words, each one represented a different kind of animal because there's no rule. If they're going to put olot on the mizbech to take up the time when there's no uh, other korbanot, they could bring from any of these animals. So they they evenly distributed according to, uh, to the six. Shmuel Amar Keneged Shisha Korbanot. According to the six types of korbanot. Now the Graz uh, version here is Chataot va'ashamot va'sirita efa. He says um, that that's what it should say. That's what it says. Oh, right. So no, I guess the extra word menachot he takes out. Oh. 
right? But the uh, but the um, the point is that it's it's to correspond to the different kinds of korbanot. I guess that the extra money goes to the to the. Uh, um, to the, uh, you know, to these extra lot. So since you have, um, since you have only certain korbanot where the extra money or the leftover goes to, uh, goes to the, uh, to these extra olot that are brought as what's called kaitz Um, so therefore, uh, it represents those different categories that, um, that they would draw it from. Um, what does it say here? Oh, because there's different types. So the chataot and ashamot are two different ones, right? Chataot and ashamot says betrein havu, and right different kinds of menachot. So it was subdivided into six. It's not ex- entirely clear what the six were from here because it says there were six, but then it says only really three categories. Um, so which so which was divided into which is not so clear. Uh, what does he say? Does he explain it? Okay, I'm not exactly sure how they divided it up, but they divided. It says there were six, but really, there are unless you take the parentheses. But uh, and then the parentheses would finish out another three. But anyway, I'm Rabbi Yochanan Al because there was. He says a practical reason. He says it had nothing to do with different types of korbanot or different families. It just had to do with the fact that since there's a lot of stuff coming in, a lot of money, they made a lot of containers, and the Mefarshim explained that because the money would get ruined by being uh, being packed together too much. They didn't want to have too much in any one container, so that's just a practical reason. They had six just to make it that there was enough. Right. Right. It's absurd. Right. Yeah. Because ruins. Now. Now. I guess because it gets oxidizes and the metal gets bad. Yeah. No. The coins that they put in there didn't have to be. Could be anybody. Now. Ketiv. It says. And what does the what does the grass say here? He changes it also. Says Ketiv. Uh, if you become moldy, is that Right, so it says that this is talking about during the times of Yehoyada Kohen and term, times of Yoash when they were rebuilding the, uh, you know, re, uh, you know, renovating the Beit Hamikdash and getting everything to run again. And it says there um, that they had the, the 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 issue is that the Gemara doesn't explicitly say is that one pasuk says that there was a container for receiving the money outside the Beit Hamikdash and one says it was inside the Beit Hamikdash. So there's a contradiction seemingly in the pasukim, even though the Yerushalmi doesn't spell it out. But the Grab brings the full uh, pasukim to show you what the issue is. But basically it says that there were actually two boxes. There was one box outside the Beit Hamikdash and there was one box inside the Beit Hamikdash. No, he said there was only one. Dichtiv. And this pasuk is actually not a real pasuk, but it's a combination of pasukim that they melted together. That he made one box and it was inside the echal and that was the one that they put the money into. So, the, so, um, so there wasn't two, there was only one. 
What about the fact that it says that you should make uh, that you should make one and put it outside outside? So it says that that's for the tmeim. In other words, it was all one collection. There were two boxes, but it was all one. It was all going to the same place. All the money was going to the same place. It was just that the people were tmei and they couldn't come in the bet hamikdash. They would put their money in the outside uh, one, and the ones that were coming inside they would put it in the inside one. Now that there were two actual collections. For two different things, they would come right, back. right. They they would come. Some people weren't allowed to come in, so they uh, so they would put the money on the outside, and some that were allowed to come in, uh, they would put on the inside. But really, the, this money that was for the upkeep of the bet hamikdash was all going to the same place. Now, um, that's but then it says Rav Yosef. That it says in another pasuk that no, they didn't make. Um, in the uh, various uh, uh, implements of the Beit Hamikdash, from this money, they didn't make all the silver things from the. Uh, uh, f- this was only money that was going towards the renovations and the upkeep. It wasn't money that was going to be melted down and made into things. So there really t- were two different collections that were being made. One collection was being made for money that was used actually for making silver items that they needed for the Beit HaMikdash. And the other one was for actual money for spending. In other words, it was for expenses. So there were two different collections going on. And that's the conclusion. The last word of the Gemara is that, that the, there were really two different collections being made. One collection was being made uh, for the upkeep of the Beit HaMikdash in terms of the, uh, you know, the renovations, paying for the renovations and the running of the Beit HaMikdash. That, that was one collection. And the other collection was being made for making silver implements and things like that that, weren't, that, you know, that would not be drawn from the silver that was brought for the upkeep. And this, so there really were, in the end, the conclusion is there really were two different, uh, uh, two different campaigns, like fundraising campaigns going on. And that's why there were two boxes, um, one of them for the upkeep and one of them or, or the renovation, and one of them for the uh, for the making of silver items that were needed for the Beit Hamikdash, where the silver itself physically was used um, in the Beit Hamikdash. Okay. So,